Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Ilaria. And I'm Daphne. And today we are having another special episode of our series, Mom Bosses, when we're highlighting mompreneurs to inspire you. Um, there's a lot of amazing moms out there that have created amazing products and amazing businesses. So we're spending a little bit of time to chat with them, get inspired, and take lots of notes so that we can go out and make all of our dreams come true as well. Today we're speaking with Christina Lynch, who is the founder of Mi Golondrina. It is a clothing brand. I'm sure that a lot of you guys are familiar with it. It is um, a beautiful, beautiful brand where that has a lot of like mommy and me styles. Daphne, you introduced me to the brand about a year ago when it was one of your favorite things. There's a lot of floral prints that come from Mexico, which is where her mother's side of the family is from. Um, so take a listen. I think that you are going to be inspired. She is one of the sweetest people you will ever hear hear from. Here's Christina. So I'm Christina Lynch. I'm the founder of Migo Londrina. Migo Londrina works with over 600 artisan women in Mexico to produce a curated clothing line, Artisan Made. And where can we follow you? On um, Migo Londrina's Instagram, which is M-I underscore Golondrina. Yay. Hi. Uh, This is so exciting to get to chat with you. I feel like Maybe a year ago, I'd stumbled upon Miko Londrina, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> um, I saw some girlfriends of mine wearing it with their kids, and I just thought it was the sweetest, like, you know, day dress or easy, you know, easy warm weather dress. Um, at the time, there was a really fun, I don't know if you always do Mommy and Me collections, but there was a really fun Mommy and Me pairing up. And I made it my favorite thing here on the podcast like a full year ago. And now I'm so happy that we get to have you on here uh, and telling us a little bit about the founding of your of your fashion business and the um, the takeaways that you've had as a mother and an entrepreneur. So why don't you, I mean, if for people who aren't familiar with the brand, will you just give us a quick synopsis of what it, what, what you say it, you're going to say it better than I do. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> so, um, it's crazy that now it's been seven years since, um, I've been doing this and I love it. I think about Migo Londrina nonstop. I, it's just, it's a, it's a true passion that, um, I'm just crazy about. So, um, my mother's Mexican and, um, she really, you know, she really, loves the culture so much and really passed that on to me. And so I went to NYU at NYU as a theater major, but um, I started getting into fashion probably my junior year. I decided I really wanted to um, have a fashion lifestyle company um, that was purely based on Mexico. I wanted to show off just kind of floral embroidery and just, just beautiful, beautiful pieces from Mexico. And um in doing so, um, you know, I started to research a lot and um, I called my family and we're really close. So I called to kind of touch base and see what what they thought. And um, one of my brothers, who's four years older than I am, said, this sounds awesome. Um, I'm from Dallas. He said, you should move home to start this, which, you know, I'd, I'd been at NYU. I'd been working for a while and um, and I thought it was a great idea to to move home and be closer to family, to be honest. Um so I moved home. I moved in with my parents um, and I started researching where I wanted to start. Um, so I, my mom has all these books on, um, on Mexican culture and um, artisan uh, award-winning pieces from Mexico. 
And I found this floral embroidery that I was in love with. Um, it's from San Antonino Castillo Velasco. Um, and it's just so romantic and gorgeous. And, um, and I knew that's what I wanted to start with. And I had just um, read a book called Just Start that said to just focus on one thing. Because obviously, when you look at Mexico as a country, there's there is so much you could do. I mean, there's, there's it's just there's so many gorgeous things. So it's nice to know, OK, I'm going to I'm going to start with this embroidery. Um, so I went with my mom to Mexico and we just started driving around and meeting with different women and um, met our first artisan partner. And then that's when I truly understood what Migo Londrina was um, or started to understand. So I, I grew up around artisan made pieces. Um, I knew the beauty behind it. I knew I knew that it was cultural, but I didn't understand that each of the embroideries really signifies a, a community. Um, so like the floral embroidery I'm wearing right now, it it really is from San Antonino. They own it. Their grandmothers, great grandmothers have doing it for years and years and years. They're teaching their granddaughters. So um, it's evolved into this clothing business where we work with close to 600 artisan women. Um, and it's just, it's so important to me, one, to work with them in a way that's obviously fair to them. And mm -hmm. what's beautiful is that um, the business model is really built for artisans. So, you know, we're not your normal fashion company that has seasons and uh, we're really working on a timeline that works for them. Um, so a lot of our pieces can take up to three months to make. So, um, so it's so important that we work on their timeline and their timeline is them embroidering in their homes or at school next to their children. Um, so it's, it's secondary income to their household and it's, it's just, it's really important for them. So now do you, do you collaborate with them on the, um, on the styles and they do the embroidery? So are you, are you designing the actual pieces and then they, or do is it something you guys talk about together? I think it's so important that we talk together because they, so they know so much about technique and what fabrics they need to use. And, um, and so, you know, it, it, it wouldn't work if I said do this. It just, I can't imagine that, that model working. Um, so it's really wonderful. We'll, we'll look at fabrics together. We'll, um, kind of see what colors they like. I love, um, a lot of the artists and women we work with, they're inspired by the color around them, right? They're around flower fields and I'm really around all this kind of material stuff. And so they know color way better than I do. Um, so we really lean on each other for that. And then I think what, um, you know, our team helps bring them is silhouettes that may be trending, right? So I know that ruffles are really in right now. So let's, let's make a ruffle dress so that we can continue to, um, use your gorgeous embroidery and you can continue to have work. Um, what's neat. And I think something that gets confused sometimes is, a lot of the artists and women, they're coming up with designs all the time. Um, so, you know, they have the traditional design that they started with, uh, like, for example, San Antonino in the 1940s um, was a short sleeve top with floral embroidery. And it had actually a big skirt that it went with. But then in the 50s, when it got popular in the United States, they actually added the center uh, floral embroidery. Um, so they're always evolving and kind of showing us new ideas. Um, and then we, I think the other thing we really kind of collaborate on and, um, is fit. Fit is super important and, uh, takes a lot of work to get right. 
Um, and, and just kind of them understanding, like as we're working together, okay, this, this is our standard size, size large, and this is how the embroidery needs to be placed so that we can make sure that there's a standardization to, to what we're doing. How, how is, uh, coronavirus and, and quarantine changed your, changed your business? Have you, um, are you finding to be more challenging? Are you finding to be more busy? Yeah, it's been so tough um, for everybody. You know, I um, we're obviously a small company, but you know, when I started, it was it was me and my mom and like somebody helping me, and um, kind of that rush of startup feeling is is kind of the feeling I had when we went into COVID. It was just like, okay, all hands on deck. What do we need to do to get through this? Um, because it's not just me. You know, it's it's all these women rely on it and. Um, even, you know, in Dallas, we have one way that it impacted us. I thought was pretty neat. So we have 12 seamstresses we work with in Dallas. Um, they're all just so wonderful. They're super talented. Um, but, you know, we weren't selling as many dresses uh, when this hit. Nobody was shopping. Um, right. And I saw that the masks were starting to pick up. Um, so first what I did was um, somebody... Uh, we, we did a personal gift to, to Meagle and Drina did a personal gift to a hospital to uh, donate 5,000 masks. Wow. And then what we did is we did a buy one, give one model. So we charged $20 for a mask on our site and then the, the rest would be given to a hospital. So the, tomorrow we're uh, sending a thousand to children's hospital here in Dallas. And then we had, um, what's so neat, honestly, in our community is super supportive. So, my friend's family owns a, an automotive company and um, she called me and she's like, hey, we need um, we need 3000 masks. And I was like, you know what? Our seamstresses really need work. And that is the best thing I've ever heard. Switching from making, you know, pretty involved dresses to very <laughs> fast masks was tough. I mean, I was waking up at 5 a.m. before I fed my daughter. It was it was we were running. Um but it's so worth it. And it's just so, I guess in a way, it's been really heartwarming. There are a lot of silver linings. We're all leaning on each other. I think our team, you know, when we did the mass, that's way more volume than we're used to. Every single person on our team was helping fulfill packages. And we were going in at night. We actually did a, a big sale, um, which was wonderful for us. But it was a big team effort to make sure we continue to have the best customer service because that's something that's super, super important to us. Even pre-COVID, I'd love, you know, I'd love if you talk a little bit because I think part of why we were so excited to run this series and to chat with you is, is I think there are a lot of moms sitting at home who have a good idea or they think it might be a good idea and they, um, they worry about what the first step is. And they, I think, you know, as, as moms do, you also think about all the, all like the additional work and the extra places that that something could fall through the cracks and how you're going to make sense of all of that. So I'd love you to think, um, back and tell us if there is a moment that, it, that you were really unprepared for, or that like showed you what a risk you had taken in going into this business and how you got through that, or, you know, what, how, what brought you out on the other side? Because I think that's learning for me anyway, learning and hearing about the most challenging aspects actually gets me more comfortable with the upsides yeah. and the downsides. Definitely. And I, and you know, every day has a different challenge. It's, it's, but that's, that's, what's fun too, right? You've got to find fun in the challenges. Um, but I know that I talk to so many people that have such great ideas, but 
ideas are overwhelming. I feel like if you, like you said, if you can just pick one little thing and just start moving forward, then, then, then you can get there. It, it, what happens is I think, you know, I've talked to friends who just over, over evaluate. I mean, I didn't, I didn't put a business plan together. Um, I probably should have. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, I, I probably would have been better. Um, but no, I, I, I did this with no business plan and, um, I think that was better. You know, I was, I was 24. I was less scared than I am now. And I think, you know, I think one thing that's, that's hard and intimidating sometimes, and especially when I was 24, was just thinking about working with people who, um, were more experienced than I was and, and me being the boss just kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, you know, I, I, I was just kind of scared of, of the team aspect of it. And, what I realized is just, you know, if you can, if you, to me, business is human. And, and I, that's what I like about it. It's not, um, you know, a retail shop is, is, it's pretty, you can, you're dealing with people, um, you're, you're selling something made by people. I don't know, something about kind of the human experience of it all makes it less intimidating to me. Um, sure. You can kind of talk about the numbers, you can look at forecasts and, and all of that. I think, those are the things that go into your business model, I think can be overwhelming. But if you just focus on like, okay, this is what I really want to do. And this is how I want people to feel. Um, and just kind of take it one step at a time. Um, I don't know. That's the way I think about it. No, it's great advice. <laughs> it's real. It's, and it's real. I mean, I also think in terms of, so you have one, you have one daughter, you said, and she's how old is she? I have one daughter. Um, she, so she was born in November. Um, oh my and, gosh, uh, like brand new. She's like brand new. Yes. Yeah, she's a little oh baby. Congratulations. She's so cute. Um, no, it's just been amazing. And you know, one thing with starting a business that I think that it was funny kind of when I was younger and was, uh, you know, doing everything and, and um, looked probably crazy in our shop trying to sell to customers. I remember, you know, having a customer say like, well, do you want a family? You know, are, are you kind of this career woman? And um, I remember I was so frustrated by that because the reason I started a business was because I was always, I, I was brought up understanding how important family is. Um, you know, our, our family is so close and I've always looked forward to starting my own family. Um, and so I actually got married um, last January um, and then we found out we were pregnant mid-February. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. And, um, it was so funny. I was actually flying back from Oaxaca and, um, I, I knew I missed my husband, but, um, <laughs> I started like just crying so hard. I just like real tears, just like dripping down. I was like, this is so weird. I know that I miss him, but this is a lot. Um, and, and anyway, I got home that night. We, we went out with friends. We, had fun. I had drinks. Um, sorry, I did. And then and the that, next that morning, I, it always <laughs> <happens>. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and then I found out I was pregnant, and I was just the best news ever. And she has oh. been such a light in all of this um, for so many reasons. But I think one thing I think about is um, I'm still nursing right now, nursing and pumping, and um, it's great how it slows your day down and um, makes you step back and think about kind of each conversation instead of rushing to the next. It's like I have this, um, you know, these couple minutes to 
to think about what just happened. How did you come up with the name of your, of your company? So my mom and I talked about it a lot. We wanted something romantic because we're both romantics. Um, and um, golondrinas are birds that are in a lot of um, Spanish poems and songs. And it's normally about kind of the girl who who leaves, honestly. But I, I thought of it more as like the, the traveling bird. And um, so we had golondrinas on. My grandfather was a cattle rancher, had a ranch in Coahuila. Um, in, in Northern Mexico, sorry. And so they're growing up, there were golondrinas on his ranch. And so to me, I thought of it as the bird that, um, goes to the different communities in Mexico. Um, so it's, it's me golondrina. It's hard okay. to say though. I feel so bad. Is it? What people no, say, you're, like, you, gal, they'll you, say like golondrina. Golondrina, which golandrina. is awesome. <laughs> I'm great go. with that. Perfect. <laughs> Me going, <laughs> whatever, 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 get, whatever gets the message across that they want to wear your clothes. That is, that is basically yeah. what it is. All right. Well, thank you so, so much. Thank you um, so much. And oh, take really you. good care of yourself. Take good care of your new baby. Congratulations. That's so exciting. Y'all, thank you so much for this opportunity. So incredible to connect with the two of you. Okay, so that was Christina, and I, I mean, I have to say, I I stumbled upon her brand on Instagram. It was one of those sort of you know happy late night finds, and it just felt like such an easy, wearable, um, really bright and colorful, happy collection of um, uh, what what really pulled me in was the mommy and me items, and uh, and I think you know learning more about the founders behind these brands that we love. And, um, and, and look, we're going to, we're just starting this series because we thought it was something that was really fun to get to hear about the highs and lows, these entrepreneurs and, and mothers experience and how they get through it and how they persevere and what that strength, you know, how they, how they build on that strength and what it does for them. Um, because I know so many moms like us are sitting at home and thinking all these, you know, you have, you have time to be creative. You have thoughts about around like your groundhog day situations where maybe here's a solution. Maybe here's a way to make it better. Maybe here's a product I think I need, but I don't have. And there are so many, um, there's so many paths to bringing those great creative ideas to fruition. So, um, Christina is just one example of someone who wanted to honor her heritage and and her love of fashion and do it in a way that could lift up so many women in her family's native country. So um, I just, I applaud her and I, I think her products are beautiful and she could not be sweeter. Um, so I hope you guys will, will check out Miguel and Zina and I'll keep working on my pronunciation and we will see you next time, guys. <laughs> Bye.